Hello everybody, welcome back to Acting Without the Drama, where we keep the drama on the stage and in front of the camera, and out of our personal lives. I am your host, Ben Hopkin, and today we are going to be talking about diphthongs. So this is the last segment that we have in terms of the International Phonetic Alphabet talking about the vowel sounds. We have gone through the front vowels, the back vowels, the mid vowels. We had a little bit of fun last week, clarified some stuff with the mid vowels, and now we're going to talk about the diphthongs. And let's talk for just a moment about what a diphthong actually is. A diphthong is a combination of two vowel sounds. And so when we are talking about diphthongs throughout the entire podcast, just remember we're talking about two vowel sounds that are put together and that sort of blend together to one extent or another. And the way that we can identify a diphthong is by the fact that it actually changes in our mouth. When we go to make a vowel sound, the pure vowels stay constant. They stay steady in the mouth. The mouth doesn't shift or move. When we make a diphthong, it does move. It moves through one vowel sound into another. So as we're doing this, I'm going to have you check back in just so that we can, again, clarify the difference between a pure vowel and a diphthong. And this will probably be a little bit of a shorter podcast. These diphthongs come fairly naturally to us, especially if we are native speakers of standard American English. But for those of you that are not, or that are native speakers of English that are coming from a different country than the United States and are looking to learn the American accent, this is going to be a very, very important podcast because these diphthongs are one of the things that's really going to delineate your accent. So the first thing that we need to talk about, uh, if you want to follow along on the chart again, I'm not going to give you the whole long spiel in terms of where it is. You can go to my website. The link is there. So if you do go to the website, what you're going to be looking at right below the vowel chart is a section that's called suprasegmentals. And these are basically things that modify the vowel sounds for the most part. They indicate stress. They talk about whether or not a vowel sound is long, short. And so the one that I want you to look at is a little scoop. It's just a little tiny scoop mark that you would put over a vowel. And when we are talking about standard American speech, all of these diphthongs have that little tiny scoop over the second part of the diphthong. And there's a very specific reason for that. This little scoop means that the sound is very, very short. The vowel sound is very short. These diphthongs in standard American speech, they almost don't feel like they're a diphthong. Uh, when you're talking about another language, when you're talking about Spanish as an example, when you have a diphthong, and there's really only a few of them, it's, it's not nearly as much of a blending of the vowel sounds. You really hear those vowel sounds distinctly. An example might be the word for comb, like as in he combs his hair or she combs her hair, which is peina, peina. And you can hear that a, a, it's a very distinct, you hear that shift from the one to the other. And I'll refer back to that when we come to the first diphthong for standard American speech. Whereas in standard American speech, that diphthong is very blended. And that last sound is just really, really, really short. 
So we're going to talk a little bit about what those sounds are, what the different ones are. There's five of them for standard American speech. And then we're also going to just address again the clarity that we want to get with these diphthongs. So with four of the diphthongs that we're going to be working with, they start off with one of these vowel sounds that I talked about before where I said, yeah, this isn't something that we use by itself. This is something that we use in connection with other vowels to make a diphthong. Well, now we're going to be talking about them. So starting off with the first vowel sound that we came to as we were going down the front vowels, you'll recall that we started off with E, then we went to E, and then we went to a vowel sound that was A. And the symbol for that one is just the lowercase E. And I told you that on its own, we don't use it. This is something that you use in Spanish, you use it in Italian. Most of the Romance languages actually use this sound, E. So if you do speak Spanish and you're saying the word for finger, dedo, it's that E sound. And as you can hear, it sounds pretty close to something else, another sound that we make, which is actually the diphthong that we're going to be talking about. So the diphthong is what happens when we take that E vowel sound and we combine it with E. We put those two together with the second one being very short. It's going to have that little scoop mark above it. When we put those two together, e, 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 that's the diphthong, a, table, bait, that is the sound. And you can hear, again, I'm going to say the sound, a, that last part of it, we really back off of it, it's very short. And it, again, it feels very blended. The only way that we know for sure that it's a diphthong is that our mouth moves in the middle. Because the sound itself feels like it's really just one sound. To the point that there are many linguists that for a long time didn't think that this was actually a diphthong. They were like, no, they classified it as one of the other pure vowels. When really it's pretty clear when you really pay attention to what's happening in your mouth that it is not a pure vowel. There is that I sound that comes in right at the last. A. A. And we're going to take a second here just to go back to that example that I mentioned before. Pena, pena, pena. That that sound, A, A, is different than A. Pena is different than table. If you listen really closely, there's more of a distinction between those two vowel sounds in the Spanish version than there is in the standard American version. Pena, 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 table table, table. And you can really hear that that second American version is very much blended, whereas the first one is not so much. And actually, I'm going to take this through a little bit further just to show you how important these diphthongs are. I talked about the Spanish sort of version of this, but let's go through even for the English language and talk about the different variations on this particular diphthong when we're talking about a lower class British accent, a Cockney dialect, that sound is closer to I, I, Tybal, Tybal. And again, you can hear that there's more of a glide between those two, that they're more distinct. Tybal, Tybal. Now, one of the things that happens in other dialects is that they either distinguish between these vowel sounds more, that there's more of uh, a glide between the two, 
or that they almost eliminate the other part of it, as in Irish, where table becomes a table, 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 so that you're almost eliminating the diphthong part of it. You're lengthening the vowel, but dropping off that second vowel sound. The same kind of thing happens in an Australian dialect, at least some of them, where it becomes tibal, tibal. It's ah, tibal. So again, you can hear that that variation really makes a big difference in terms of the way that our accent is perceived. I can go through actually some American accents. When you have a Texas dialect, for example, table, table. Again, you hear that very distinct diphthong, a, a, table, that is much stronger than table, the standard American version. You get sort of the Boston accent, and they almost, again, eliminate the diphthong. Table, table, table. So again, it just really varies depending on where you are, and so that's why these diphthongs are so important to really nail. So that is the first of the diphthongs. And again, if you were learning the standard American dialect, let's say that you are joining us from the UK or from Australia or from one of those other places like South, South Africa, New Zealand, where you do speak English natively but speak it with an accent other than standard American, if you are learning this, this is going to be just a bit of a challenge just in terms of making sure that that diphthong is really short, really crisp, and making sure that that sound placement is really, really good. For the most part, the diphthong itself, probably the sounds in it won't be too difficult. It's making sure that it stays short. That's the challenge. Because with most of those other dialects, those diphthongs are just slightly longer. The only one that this is not the case for would be RP. Actually, the, the diphthongs in RP and Standard American are very, very similar. So, A. That is the first of them. The second one that we're going to talk about starts off with, if you go down the front vowels again, we go all the way to the bottom, and you remember I told you this, this is one of the other sounds that we don't use by itself. You get just below the little AE symbol is the typewritten A that is A. It's not A, it's not A, it's A. A. And we, when we combine A with E, I, again, that diphthong would be a, i, a, i, a, i, 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 fight, bite, island, i, sigh. That is the diphthong. The next one also uses the a sound to start off with, and this one combines that sound with the uh, which is that sort of horseshoe-looking one, the one in book, book. So when we combine a uh and uh, a, uh, a, uh, ow, ow, about, down, town, that is the diphthong. The next one that we're going to talk about uses, now this is a back vowel that we're starting off with, which is the O sound, and the symbol is just the lowercase O, and when we combine that O sound with the U sound from book, when we combine it, it is O, U, 
o u o u o o boat open only and again this is another sound that we sort of think of as being its own pure vowel and there are many linguists that back in the day felt that this was a pure vowel it's not you can feel your mouth moving as you're as you're stating it you can feel your mouth moving as you say the sound so this is definitely diphthong o here's the last diphthong and this is one that may be challenging even for those that have grown up in the united states this is a combination of aw which is the backward c aw as in law or all and we when we combine that with i aw i aw i oi 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 now this is slightly different than what we're used to we think of the sound as being oi 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 boy toy oil but it's aw boy oil toil and you can actually hear there's much more resonance when we do it this way so this is probably out of all of the diphthongs the one that you're going to need to practice the most if you are native to the United States if you're not all of these are going to be a little bit of a challenge they're all going to be ones that you're going to want to focus on because again these diphthongs are very very typical of the way that Americans speak and the changing of the diphthongs actually is one of the identifiable factors in terms of where you live you live in the south those diphthongs are going to be different you live in brooklyn they're going to be different so that standard sound that we're trying to duplicate it's really really important that we get that right because it's again a very american thing the way that we do our diphthongs so we're going just going to go through all of them again a a able bait table i i bite island sigh ow ow town about down o o only clothes boat oi oi boy toy toil and there you have the diphthongs for standard american speech <laughs> we finished all of the vowel sounds that we need to deal with now i don't recall if we actually went over there's one sound that we need to talk about this isn't actually a diphthong it's actually the combination of a semivowel and a vowel so we're going to talk about it now because it is a blending of two sounds together uh, but it really doesn't fit into the diphthongs because of the fact that it's not really two vowels together this is a sound that we get when we say the word few this is called a liquid u u actually the word u is this sound it is the y sound which is one that we haven't introduced the symbol for it is a lowercase j and this sound when combined with the oo as in boot the lowercase u forms u u and now this is something that we actually don't use as much as we probably should or could in standard american speech 
this should, when we're again, when we're doing standard American speech, which is again different than general American speech, instead of when we say D-U-K-E, that word, instead of saying Duke, which is what you'll usually hear, it really should be Duke. Just a slight liquid U there. Duke. Tuesday. News. And this is something that when you practice with it, it actually sounds very pleasant. It's actually something that's uh, quite nice. Uh, if you're wanting to insult someone and you call them stupid, stop for a second and listen to this. Stupid. You're calling someone stupid. That's really, you know, that really bites. You know, when, with the other one, you sound practically as stupid as the word that you're using. Stupid. <laughs> stupid. And you don't have to emphasize it too much. It doesn't have to be overdone. It doesn't have to be stupid. It's just stupid. Just a slight little liquid you there. Duke. News. Stupid. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are done with the vowels. We will probably come back and do a little refresher. We are Next week, we're going to be doing some advanced vocal techniques, getting back to our voices again. And then after that, we will be getting to the consonants. And before we go into the consonants, we'll probably do a brief overview of all of the vowel sounds. But uh, again, I've really enjoyed this. It's been a lot of fun. I hope that this has been clear. If there are any questions or comments, please go to my website, leave a comment there, or email me at actingwithoutthedrama at gmail.com. Again, get out there and act, guys. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Acting Without the Drama. For more information and to follow my blog on acting, please go to www.actingwithoutthedrama.com. To contact me with questions or ideas, please email me at actingwithoutthedrama at gmail.com.